podcast describes acts of violence, murder, sexual assault, and explicit language. Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome to Murder Murder in Your your hometown. Hometown. Hello, and welcome back to Murder in in Your your Hometown. Greetings. <laughs> well, it's been a while. Yeah. Sorry, we kind of took a break unannounced, but it's okay. You know what? We needed it. We needed a we break. We did. Like, we couldn't even tell you guys that we were going on a break. It was just, we just needed it. And like, one well, finals week. finals were going on for me. Yeah. Like... And then I just got out of the military. Oh so, yeah. Now I can do this story about the lady who died across the street from my house. Uh, we can do so. We can do so many stories. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, so think of this as more of like season two. Taylor's still not with us because she's on the boat right yeah. now. So R. rip girl. Have fun. Well, they pull in today, thank goodness. Yeah, so she'll be back. Yeah, so it's just been me, my dog, and her daughter, Mina. True. Chilling at the house alone. Mina gave me a fright for my life, though, last night. Why? Okay, so she wakes up from a dead sleep at 3. And you know how me and Taylor have said, like, there's, like, a presence in our apartment? Yeah. Okay, so Mina runs into my closet where we have said that that thing hangs out. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mina runs in there, and she's growling. She comes back, and she's standing over me. She's a little pit husky mix, and she's standing over me, like, in her little beef-up protective stance. And her little hair's raised up. Dude, I'm sitting there with my my silk bonnet on because I was oiling my hair last night. And I'm just staring at her with my blanket up to my chin like, I'm home alone. <laughs> I kept going, Mina, Mina, please stop. Then she, like, with her eyes, I'm not kidding, follows my bathroom door, like, the opening to my door out to the living room. And then she gets down and she's growling at the door out to the living room. So whatever the fuck was in there walked out and oh. she was dude not happy with it i got sick to my stomach i instantly started sweating so i'm like let's just go outside for a little bit so i took, <laughs> I took him on a walk because i was like i can't be in my apartment at three o'clock we were just putzing around so i'm a little tired <laughs> well i'm glad that you're here yeah i'm, I'm so this. happy i'm alive <laughs> me too <laughs> so you know, we took a week off, we took two weeks off, we took three weeks off, and it's been about four weeks now. Four weeks. So, you know, we had Thanksgiving, it was great, it was amazing. Um, yeah, so we've had a, well, we've had a memorable couple of weeks, and we, we didn't see each other for like almost like two, three weeks. I know, but you had to go out to see that one time. Dude, Don't I was alone. Don't me. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I like my alone time, but I have actually felt super lonely. It's been weird because like, like the people I talk to, I haven't been able to talk to. <laughs> I'm like so. I know. So I that's how I've been feeling this week. So I've been like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So I know Mary Jo is like, wow, she's really been calling me. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mary Jo. Hi, Mary Jo. So there's that. Uh, there's that. But um, so much um, in true crime has happened over the last couple of weeks. There was that seven-year-old girl who got abducted by the FedEx driver, I think it was. Yes. So that happened. Um, today, we're going to talk about the Idaho murders that has been viral on TikTok right now. And, oh my god, Mushu, my dog, if you hear the squeaking in the background, he wants to play. But we're not playing right now, Papas. Alright, go lay down. Go. 
Go lay down. There he goes. So, um, any uh, any other crazy true crime stuff that you've heard about as of lately? Um, yeah, there's that girl in Michigan. They're still looking for him. Um, oh gosh, I had his name. I think I saved the TikTok. But um, his name's like Michael Barbo Barabos or something. He's been um, grooming and trafficking <laughs> women. Mm-hmm. And um, he's filed his teeth to a point. Oh, so like scary looking. He's scary, scary. And um, of course, I didn't save it. Idiot. But um, he's still on the loose in Michigan. And he kidnapped this girl off the street. He's targeting um, young women who look homeless, like they need help. And he offers mm-hmm. them like food, um, a warm place a shower with filed ass teeth yeah well he doesn't show it just yet he's like strobing around in a mask like a covid mask Mm -hmm. and when he gets him into the house he has like all these locks on the outside of the door and he like held her captive from thanksgiving to about december 8th she is she was able to escape but he was threatening her with his teeth like i'll rip your throat out like oh my god yeah but he's still on the run and he trafficked her the whole time so Oh, yeah, so be weary about that in Florida, Michigan. Good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's still there. I'm assuming he's not since it's a high alert right now and I'm looking for him. But he has very distinct, like, face tattoos. Um, his nose is, like, black and with tattoos. His cheekbone, like, sort of like a clown-type mask. And then he has filed teeth. Oh, that's spooky. And he's bald. He's a 35-year-old white male. Well. Mm. I know, Mushu. That's crazy. Mushu was like, uh-uh. But I was, like, reading into that, and it was just, like, crazy. Because they did, like, a whole walk around of, like, in an abandoned house that he used. Because he's been setting up these abandoned houses to hold women hostage. And they've been finding these, they've been, like, uh, going into these abandoned homes, and they've been seeing, like, the locks on the door. And he's been, and, like, the windows are screwed shut in certain rooms. So they know that he's had, like, previous victims. Oh, that's hella spooky. They just, yeah, she was just the only one to escape, so they don't know what's happened. Yeah. That's scary. So. So just be weary of that. There's a lot of weird stuff starting to come into the light nowadays. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Not that I'm excited. Yeah. It's scary. I get to talk about it on the podcast. I'm excited. Also, okay. Um, you need to watch the movie Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I don't I know, know if I talked about it. I know, you've been telling me. But legit, I watched it like three times already, even when I went to go see it in theaters. And there's this character in there, her name is Alice, and she's literally like, they're talking, and they're like, you hate her podcast. And then she's like, what? And she's like, just let her do this stupid little podcast. And then one of the girls is like, what's her podcast about? And she's like, hang out with your smartest and funniest friend. And then one of the girls groans. She said, did you just fucking groan? And she's like, you know what? A podcast takes a lot of work. You got to do a Google calendar. You got to organize your guests. And you got to build a following. It's a lot of fucking work. And I've been working on it a lot lately. And I'm just like. a lot of work. It really does. So I was like, oh, this will be easy. But then Hell no. Trying to balance it with school work and then doggos. I'm like. Oh, my God. Because I get anxiety about these dogs. Me too. And I'm just like, okay, well, like. Oh, my God. If I were a dog, do I want to be in a crate for two hours? No. No. You know? Okay, guys, before we even start, I have to tell you about this. My dog, I love him to death. He's so sweet. He's amazing. He's sweet. He's like. He's very well trained. And yes. But 
he gets mad if like <laughs> I'm not home. Like if I like when I would go out to see, he would get mad at me. Well, don't go out to see. Well, that's why I'm not in the Navy no more. <laughs> he got into the trash while I was gone. Like I'm not even talking about like maybe 24 hours that I've been gone. And he ate fudge. <laughs> oh my God. I was so scared he was going to die. My husband was like, hey, uh, Mushu got in the trash and he ate some fudge because like, I guess somebody or no, I think he was like upstairs or something like that. And then. I don't know. My dog is fine now. I'm happy. He's good. He's healthy. So we're all good. But there's healthy and chunky boy. He is a little chunky boy. So it's really a But um, okay. I guess let's start. So today's case, we're gonna do the um, University of Idaho murders that are uh, very prominent mm-hmm. in the news right now. And so this was from a quote from the mayor i'm going to start off with and it says possible motives being or being probed by investigators included a crime of passion or a burglary gone wrong Mm. so that's kind of the tagline it's like that's crime of passion well um should we uh do a timeline how do you want to start this off i want to start off with so I'm thinking, let's start off with, like, the storyline and, like, what they were doing that evening. Okay. And then that, like, we can infiltrate their, the timeline. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you want to start and then I'll hop in. The night of November 13th, police responded to a report of an unconscious person that they received around 11.58 a.m. on that Sunday. There, members of the Moscow Police Department found four University of Idaho students deceased on the second and third floors of the home. Madison Mogan, Kaylee... Gonzalez. Gonzalez, that's cool. And well, how are we going to say that? Zana, Xana Kernodal were roommates who lived in the home while the fourth victim, Ethan Chapin, did not live there but was dating Kernodal. Sorry if I'm butchering their names, guys. On Saturday night, police said Chapman and Kernodal were at a party at a Sigma Chi house on the University of Idaho campus. They returned home around 1.45 a.m. on Sunday, November 13th. Kaylee and Madison were at a bar called the Corner Club in downtown Moscow that night. They left the bar, stopped at a food truck, and then also returned home at about 1.45 a.m. Investigators are confident about the accuracy of uh kaylee and madison reported whereabouts throughout the night witnesses say they saw both women at the club described as a popular nightlife spot for university students and video footage from a live stream confirmed their visit to the food truck but authorities have acknowledged that there are gaps in the timeline of chapin and colonel's evening the details of which are somewhat unclear so detectives continue investigating what occurred from approximately 9 p.m. on November 12th to 1.45 a.m. on November 13th, when Ethan Chapman and uh, Exana Knodal were believed to be at the Sigma Chi House on the University of Idaho campus at 735 Mez Pierce Drive. Uh, any interactions, contacts, direction, method of travel, or anything abnormal could add context to what occurred, but they just don't know because no one has watched them leave. So it's just like they don't know how they got to the Sigma Chi, and then back home. And then um, coroner report, if you want me to read that. Mm-hmm. Uh, said the victims were likely asleep. 
when it, they were attacked, but some had defensive wounds, and each was stabbed multiple times. There's no evidence of a sexual assault. The timing of multiple calls to the cell phone of Kaylee, uh, Kaylee's ex-boyfriend's places. The murder sometime after 3 a.m. So between the hours when they arrived home at 1.45 a.m. to 3 a.m. Is, like, the general time of when this could have gone down. Now, the two other surviving roommates who lived in the house were out separately in Moscow and returned home by 1 a.m. on the 13th. According to police, they appear to have slept through the stabbings. That was the couple that was downstairs, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, but police say they do not believe the surviving roommates were involved in the killings. The man who appeared in the food truck surveillance video... He got, um, he got dismissed too, I think. Yeah, he did. Um, the private party who drove, uh, the two girls home at the end of the night, and the man who, the two girls called numerous times after returning home, this, there's a six-person listed on the lease for the house, who authorities say moved out at the beginning of the school year and was not there when the murders happened. Yeah. So the guy that they called, like, six times when they got home, that was, I believe, ex-boyfriend. Yes. But they ruled him out as a suspect, too. So, like, they're literally drawing up blanks at this point. So, to do, like, a little timeline, I know, like, a couple days before, they had their formal for some mm -hmm. sorority or something was that, or fraternity. I don't know. But they were at a formal. And so there was a lot of pictures that were posted mm -hmm. from inside the house. Yes. In front of their, um, what was this? The sign? good vibe yes. sign. Yes. With their green green leafy wall. Yes. So, and that was, all those pictures were taken at 1122 King Road, which is near Fraternity Row, which is that off-campus house that they were all staying at. All right, so Saturday night at 8.57 p.m., uh, Kaylee was, she posted a picture on Instagram, which was with all the four friends, and they were all, like, smiling and everything like mm -hmm. that. And the tagline said, one lucky girl to be surrounded by all these people every day. Later that evening, her and Madison went to the corner club at a bar downtown. Mm -hmm. And then the couple that was also there, they went to a party at Sigma Chai House. Well, then leading into later that night, which would have been Sunday, November 13th. Um, Madison and Kaylee were captured on a surveillance mm -hmm. cable. At the or, food truck. Yeah, right? or I said ca cable, camera, <laughs> um, at 1.41 a.m. near the food truck. And then that's when there was that like guy that they had uh, suspected yeah. was a suspect. Mm -hmm. But he was just like a regular bystander right. from what it has came out. So then... Around this time, the couple that was Ethan and um, I cannot pronounce her name. No. But Ethan and his girlfriend got back to the house at 1.45. Yes. And Madison. So they all arrived yeah, around the same time. Everybody got around like one, almost between like 1.30 and 2. Right. So around that the house at that time. So then Madison and Kaylee got back um, from... The club. The club and from the a sorority uh, driving service that mm -hmm. they have, which 
you know, drink with your brain, which right. is so smart. I love that, that they have that. And the two roommates that were downstairs on the first floor were sleeping. Were sleeping. But we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. All right. And then between the hours of 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., personnel that was lived on the third and second floor were murdered. And that was Ethan and his girlfriend and then Madison and Kaylee. Well, the following morning, there was a 911 call placed around like a little bit before noon. Mm-hmm. And it was because they thought that there was someone who was unconscious on the second floor that they yeah. like passed out. But that's just weird to me. I'm sorry. That's like, why, why would you think someone's passed out? Right. Because like, they were all stabbed multiple times. Like, So I want to know like what made them think that. Mm-hmm. Well, then at two o'clock, there was a shelter in place put in um, by campus security that there was a vandal alert. And then it notified the students that... Uh, there had been a homicide on campus and to not like leave where they're at. They eventually got like lifted around like mm-hmm. a couple hours later and then that's when more information came out. On Tuesday, November 15th, uh, Ethan's dad, Jim, told Fox News that the family was getting really frustrated because they found out that their child had passed, mm-hmm. but they're not giving them any information right. on it. They're just saying, well, he died. Which is frustrating because that's your child, you know? Yes. Like, you have ownership. And I get it with, you know, being a parent and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you want to know everything. And I get the police side where it's like they can't release everything. Right, because they don't... You know, it it is what it is. Right. So then on Wednesday, November 16th, um... They didn't and like tell who the nine one one caller was, which yeah. I thought was really weird too. Or offered an explanation for the call coming in more than eight hours after the murder. And there was no signs of forced entry. Mm-hmm. No signs of forced entry. So they s- I feel like this all sort of happened like when they got home at like Yeah, there's no way. So they said we do not have a suspect at this time and that the individual is still or and that individual is still other there he said which i think this was coming from um this was coming from the chief of police Mm -hmm. he said we cannot say that there is no threat to the community and we have stay stated please stay vigilant and then on Thursday, November 17th, victims were likely ambushed in their sleep with a really large knife and described the attack as personal. Each of the victims had multiple stab wounds to their torso. And then Friday, November 18th, police ruled out roommates as potential suspects. There's been more that's happened since mm-hmm. then because this was like right before Thanksgiving. Right. And now we're like two weeks out from Christmas. Yes. Okay. So, there's, uh, like I said, there's been so much that has happened. I think we're, li- like, we are missing a big key player in this. We are. I think they ruled people out too quick. They did. And even um, Kaylee's mom said that. Yeah. She said it in an interview. She said they ruled people out way too quickly. Way too quickly. How did you just assume right off the, uh, out of the gate, like, okay, these people are no longer suspects. <laughs> Yeah. Like the close, normally it's the closest ones there. Yeah. 
are thoroughly investigated. I don't feel like these people were. So, okay, I have a thought about this. There's also a report, though, that someone heard screaming who was a neighbor, but the people downstairs didn't wake up. Yeah. That's what I find confusing. Like, uh, neighbors were woken up by screaming. So I read that a neighbor had called due to screaming and yes. noises. And you saw that video that was posted of the like the neighbor who like you could hear screaming and they said you could hear Kaylee or Madison screaming, Leave me alone. Yes. So I'm thinking So it's like they literally heard Yeah. And they could make out of a sentence but the people sleeping downstairs. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've been pretty drunk to where like, I've been in that deep sleep. Mm-hmm. But I've also woken, like, I've also been woken up. Still drunk, mind you. But, like, things have woken me up even when I've been to that college drunkness. You so, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, this is kind of, like, my theory. There's, mm-hmm. there's a couple I'm thinking. Yeah. All right, so you know how, like, we went out together, and I'm like, if you're too drunk, you can stay at my house, yeah. right? I'm feeling like maybe there was a friend or somebody that they might have been with. Yeah. Either or. It could have been Kaylee and Madison or it could have been Ethan and his girlfriend. And then, like, you can come back here. Yeah. And maybe a fight ensued or something like that. Yeah, but for all four of them to be killed. You don't want to leave witnesses, do you? No, but then why would the other two roommates like I would have or anything it could have been like this it could have been maybe Madison or Kaylee brought someone back right yeah and that person like it was just like a friend of theirs that there was like hey like you're drunk like you should come back with us so like you know you're not driving home or something like that and then that person had beef with Ethan or his girlfriend or vice versa right cause it it can happen yeah and then also, so we have that. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a possibility. That's a possibility, or or anything could happen like that. Right, but I'm thinking weird because the roommates downstairs. Yeah, just because it's like the whole survivor, like witnesses thing, like you know, um, say you do something wrong, not necessarily kill someone, but you're doing something wrong, and you feel like people are watching. Don't you sort of go and investigate what they saw? Oh, you sort yeah. of ask everyone in the room. Yeah. Like, I don't single anyone out. So, we also... I know you sent me this TikTok, and yeah. which I'm going to play in a second. This roommate downstairs... Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to play the TikTok, and then we can talk about it. So, let me just set this up. I'm having a hard time getting over this one. Here is a picture of surviving roommate Dylan and her boyfriend. Now notice, there seems to be a birthmark or mark on his lip. Keep in mind this is clearly taken from Snapchat, which inverts your photos. Now remember this, taken from a regular camera and not Snapchat. This mark would be on the same side of his mouth. But wait, there's more. Dylan has deleted this photo of her and her boyfriend from her social media and her VS CEO is now private. Let's look again. 
so there's that video, and I'm going to play this one really quick. So, um, sorry, you're going to hear some, some of my <laughs> gameless TikToks we sent back to each other. Um, my apologies. So I'm going to play this one as well. So I found something that nobody's mentioned about the Idaho case. Do you want to emphasize I'm not a police officer or a PI or anybody? I'm just a college student with a criminal justice major. But we already know the basics, right? So if you Google the first article of the press conference that they made, this is the article that comes up. You can pause and read it if you want to, but I'm paying attention to the 145. So according to this article, everybody was home around 145, right? Once again, you can pause and read, but pay attention to the times, okay? We have 226, 244, 252. Let's turn our focus to one of the downstairs surviving roommates, this person. From my understanding, this Visco account belongs to this roommate, the surviving roommate. She posted, from my understanding, she posted November 13th, 2022 at 2.33 a.m. Let's go back to the news article. What times are those? Yeah. Do what you will with that information. If you go back to this girl's account, she posted again, November 13th, 2022 at 2.33 a.m. So she posted twice back to back. So according to this article, the crime was committed between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. So the surviving roommate was awake during the time of the phone calls and the upstairs roommate was in distress. Another thing I haven't heard anybody talk about is there was an event that took place around November 11th, if not on November 11th. Pay attention to um, the caption. Pay attention to this caption and then November 11th. This is just speculation, but I think it has to do with this formal. Once again, we have this arch, um, pay attention to the caption, and it was posted on November 12th. So that makes me think that this event took place on the 11th. And here's why I say that. Here's another random photo, pay attention to the caption, and November 11th. Okay, now turn your focus to the green, you know, good vibes thing and the two paintings. Some of you may already know this, but that was in their house, like legit. These are pictures from the inside of their house. And you can see in that corner, the, you know, picture painting things, the greenery and the good vibe side. As you can see in this photo, you have the green thing and the photos behind, right? Another photo talking about a formal and it's November 12th when it was posted, but with all of these pictures, we all know they were taken the day before. So the point of these next photos is just to show you how many people were in this house within a short amount of time before the crime was committed. So we have this group of people and the photo was posted on November 12th. Another one that was posted on November 12th. You got the photos and then you got the greenery. You got another one, November 12th. Look at the timestamp of this last photo. So I found so that was um a tiktok by amanda Coringi one mm -hmm. on tiktok and then the guy before that um let me see i can get his name so i can you know give people credit where credit is due by uh crime among us he was the one that was the first one talking so um I, they had a lot of people in here yeah and there's i can tell you this there's one thing that my dad taught me is do not have multiple, multiple. people in your house because when you have multiple people in your house like you can't trust everyone and no. you don't know who's plotting against you exactly like that shit's weird and this is like 
when you're in your young adult life, you're still learning. Like, you're not... I don't know. You're you're not fully developed. Right. Like, so... You're not thinking of that. You're thinking about having fun and with it. Where is, the, like, the next party at? Yeah. And I think that someone... Somebody who was there mm-hmm. the night of this formal had something to do with this. There's yeah. no, There's no way... That there, it's not connected because if you think about it, there was no force injury. Mm-hmm. That was only a day before. Yeah, but also the roommate though, when she was supposedly sleeping, was posting those pictures. That too. So sorry. We during the t- during the time that this murder supposedly took place. I miss. I thought her name was Riley. Her name is Dylan. Yeah. Um. Sorry, there's so many players in this like mm-hmm. in this story that it's like you can't. I'm I'm thinking oh this person but no yeah. there it's there's it's someone else. So my thing is because TikTok's doing a better job than the actual investigators. Yes, I don't understand how we ruled out the roommate. I'm sorry, but the pictures. So the pictures in the first TikTok, it's a picture of um. It's the one that she posted on Instagram. But she deleted it. Yes. So Dylan and her boyfriend are both wearing ski masks. And the so the photos on Snapchat, they're inverted, right? Mm-hmm. So he had the same wound on the other side of the actual photo he took. Right. And they're wearing ski masks. She's wearing a pink ski mask. He's wearing a black ski mask. And it was taken that day. And there was um, stains on his hoodie. Right. Red stains. Yes. But he had deleted those pictures, but honey, there's a timestamp and people with technology these days, we're quick, we're quick with it. So I think that investigators ruled out Dylan and her boyfriend really quick. I That's think so just... too, but he also looks like a wannabe. And she, in the one picture though, she was throwing up some sort of like gang sign, if you notice with the redhead. No. The, I don't know what it is exactly, but it's some. Like something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just... And it's a lot of... I mean, it's a lot of college student wannabes. Like, to say that she's actually in a gang is silly, but to see her throwing up the gang sign... And and we're not... It could be... And we're not... I'm I'm just saying I heavily suspect them. Yeah. I feel like it's a Bonnie and Clyde type of thing, and it was a weird thing. Like, because, I mean, not a lot has come out about those two. But I also feel like they were ruled out so quickly that it was unfair, especially for the fact that they were there. Because you see a lot of other cases where it's just like they're relentless majority of the time. But this time it's like I found it so weird that they were like, nope, you guys are good. And I'm like, what? That's normally not the case. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Me too. Because. I think it's going to be big and I think we're all going to be like, stop. Man. How did he get this back? I don't know. Just put it, I think put it on the table. Yeah. Okay. As you were saying. But when this other shoe drops, I think we're all going to be like, mm, like we, oh. I just think there's there's no way that they didn't hear anything. I don't think they didn't hear anything. And maybe Dylan didn't swing the knife, but maybe her boyfriend and a friend of his did. It's possible. You know, there's, like, the, I don't know how you can kill four people in a house and nobody heard anything. That you don't, especially the fact that 
Majority of them had defensive wounds. There was a fight going on. So there's no way that she didn't hear. And that the neighbor and heard something. Exactly. And she heard, or he, she heard distinct, leave me alone. Yes. And Who are you saying leave me alone to? Would it, if you didn't know that person and you weren't aware at the time that you were about to be murdered, leave me alone? You would, you would say leave me alone to somebody that you know. That's like messing with you in that in that first instinctual, you would be like, like if you were to come in and I'm sleeping and like flicker my lights on and off or to come and like poke me and stuff as I'm sleeping, I'd be like, bro, leave me alone. And now if it's someone you don't know, you're saying like, get the fuck out. Oh, I'd be screaming, you know? Yeah. I think that this case is just, I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah. I think with the public scrutiny and like the public really watching, I think the police are in a panic. And I think they're missing a lot of... They're closing off a lot of links too early. No, I, I, I completely agree with you because I don't understand, like I, like I just said. Yeah. Of how, like, there's so many people that were just ruled out so quick. Right. Like, that And if just... they had all those people over doing the formal, like, you don't know. And, like, like I said, like, Dylan... Probably didn't wield the knife, but I feel like she's an accomplice. It's allegedly. You know, allegedly. So, it's just, like, even on November 19th, they even ruled out more people as suspects. So, it's like, they keep drawing straws, and they're just blanks. Right. And, also, I know we kind of need to talk about this. I don't want to get too graphic, because I, yeah. I don't like to go into, like, details about kids and mm -hmm. then details about animals. But there was a skinned dog found... Not like a couple, uh, it was an Australian Shepherd and it was found skinned and flayed three weeks before the killings. So like probably around, I'm thinking maybe, uh, like second week of October or second to last week of October. And, was it near their house? Um, I think it was, but they revealed for the first time that the dog at the home, that there was a dog at the home during the killings. Which I don't, I don't, I don't understand why they were doing that. But I, they, I'm not saying it is connected, but it's weird that, because typically serial killers, they murder animals right. before they start murdering people. So just do with that. But then people are thinking that Kaylee has a stalker. They're like, they, there's some evidence that shows that she might have had a stalker. And then that there was some nearby stabbings in Moscow that is unrelated. So they keep saying, okay, well, all these events happened and all, like, I'm like, okay, they're drawing blanks. Right. This is what's they're going to show. Grasping for anything. They took moment. all of that, all of their stuff out of the house. They towed their vehicles. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're doing all this. On the 30th of November, they had the candlelight vigil and then questioned victims about being targeted. So. There's just all all this stuff, and then like the what's what's today's date? Is today the sixteenth? Yeah, sixteenth. So, like a week or so ago, the parents finally came out, and that's when they speak. That's the interview that I saw of mm -hmm. Kaylee's mom, and she was like, she was saying how upset she was, and just like how she just wants to get this over and done with. She wants to find out who did this to her daughter, and then. Now, I guess on the 7th, that there was a like a 2011 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra 
um, that had been seen near the crime scene early in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they pulled the gas station footage from the gas station by their house um, that had was seen leaving, coming from the way of that apartment complex at 3.45 a.m. And that the clerk saw the white sedan passing and everything. I mean, what if the roommate and her boo thing are involved in satanic, like, fantasies? I don't... I wouldn't say maybe that far, because she doesn't give off that look to it. She doesn't, but... But you never know. Young girls are very persuaded by guys that they think they're in love with. You're not wrong. You're not. How many times I've changed my personality when I was younger? Girl. For a guy. We know. You don't even got to say. Right. Like, and I think a lot of people did that when they were younger. You know, I got into country. I hate country, but I got into country for a boy. Ew. I said, yeekity, yeekity, yee. <laughs> so, I, there's just, there's so many players in this, and I'm really, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and they're not really giving a lot of background, too, on the roommates. No. But also, you have to think about it. <sighs> I bet you if we understood how Dylan grew she, up, or yeah. maybe how her boyfriend grew up, I feel like then I would be like, okay, this doesn't make sense for them to do that. But it yeah. also doesn't make sense, which I am happy that they're alive. Yes. I am happy that they are alive. But if it was someone random, some random person that came home that night who was like an acquaintance yeah. of one of the four that were murdered, it does not... It doesn't make any sense in my brain, especially with the classes and like the psychology of criminals like that I just took. It doesn't make sense to leave just two. No. And it does it, also doesn't make sense that those two didn't hear. Third floor or not, someone from the outside heard distinct words. And there's no forced entry. entry. So right. that means either that this person was already inside. Or there was a door that was left unlocked. Right. Which that could be possible because they all were but out drinking. This is like house full of college girls. Why would in you in twenty twenty two? No one's leaving shit unlocked anymore, no. and everyone has pepper spray or a bat, or like knife. or 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 cute, pew pew or little cute brass knuckles nowadays. Like yeah. they talk about it now at college seminars. Like there's no way. I agree with you on that. There's no way it could have been an accident, but I also agree that it would be it's far fetched that they would have left themselves unarmed. So. These are my three theories. Okay. Allegedly, maybe one of the roommates did it. Mm-hmm. They left something unlocked. Yeah. Or they brought somebody home. Yeah. Or even a fourth. Someone else had a key. Yeah. I mean... It's, it's possible. The roommate that never moved in, the sixth person, but also like... That's B for a long time, but they they don't talk about their relationship with that roommate that didn't move in or the reasons why the roommate didn't move in. And I know, I mean, these people aren't minors though. They're viewed though as children because they're in college. You're not wrong, but it's all a little confusing. I'm not. I feel like once more information comes out, it'll be better. Yeah, and we're definitely gonna follow this case as the information. Yeah keeps unfolding we're gonna keep updates but you know what i will say what's pissed me off and like i think that police give internet sleuths such a bad rep and i get it 
internet sleuths have been helpful in this case, but they've been damaging because they have said this person might be a suspect Mm -hmm. and that person has gotten ruled out. Like one of their neighbors, they were like, oh, he's, he might be a suspect. Yeah. This man went down to the jail and was like, will someone please take my, my, my DNA to show that I'm not a part of this? Because people are now saying that like I had something to do with it and I don't even, I had nothing to do with this. Right. So. I get those internet trolls, those sleuths, but also the ones though that are doing the fucking timestamps. They're Thank finding you. deleted pictures. Like, I'm just saying, did you ever watch the Netflix documentary, Don't Fuck With Cats? Yeah. Oh, they really, they... A whole internet community tracked that guy down. Yeah. So, like, please do say, like, don't believe everything you see online. And it's a lot of, like, the older generation, which is like, you can't believe all those people. But it's like, these people are giving me real facts. Um... Back to the internet sleuths. Yeah, I don't think that... I I think that internet sleuths can be helpful, but they can be damaging. Yeah. And I think that, in a way, they are helping in this case, but they're hurting it. Yeah. You can't... You cannot just say, this person is guilty. Right. As we've talked about this before, you are not guilty until proven in a court of law. Mm-hmm. And... Point blank, that's it is what it is. Right. You know, we can sit there and argue about, for example, I'll say this, and I know you might get mad about this, whatever. <laughs> we can say Casey Anthony, she murdered her daughter. We you could say that every day till your right. brain face, but she was not proven guilty right. in a court of law. So it's just it is what it is. Right. I can't say that these people did certain things yeah. that I don't know. I'm just suspicious of it. Yes. Very, like, you can be suspicious all day you want. Right. And But until there, a judge says da-da-da and, you know, bangs the gavel. Yeah, but also though with the non-Syed case. That is true too. You know what I'm saying? Like people have been found guilty when they've been innocent. Yes. But that's the thing. We need to really look at this case. Mm-hmm. Look at the evidence. Look at the time stamps and go from there. Yeah. But I just feel like we're ruling people out too quickly. Because they're trying to race the media. And I think... That's exactly what it is. But my thing is they're they're putting things out to the media too quick. Right. They're trying to race the media. Because the media puts such a pressure on the police force, like, to do this, that, and the third, to figure it out in the first 48. That's a TV show name. That's not real life. Shit takes time. Yes. You know how long it takes to get a lab back? (laughs) Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Weeks. It takes weeks to get a lab back. Yeah. Because it's not the only case that's going down. But I feel like it's two... It's the investigators working this case, and then you have, like, the internet sleuths working, and they're like a train running mm-hmm. at each other right now. So... But, um... Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to keep following up on this case. Yeah. I will tell you this, though. Don't hate me. I started watching the Casey Anthony documentary. Ugh. And it's, I don't know. It is weird. It is very, very weird. And I'm like, I'm just saying she contradicts herself. If you follow, no, her, I I agree with if you. If you follow does. her on social media and stuff, she I don't. <laughs> okay, well so. she contradicts herself a lot. Yeah, like with her social anxieties and how she can't go in crowded places. And then after her documentary came out, she was on the stage at a concert. Dancing. Yeah, and then I also saw her get in an argument at a bar with somebody. Because and they threw a drink on her, she called the cops on that person and one of them arrested because the drink was thrown on her. 
Girl, I throw I call the cops. You throw a drink on me. I'm not I'm not vouching for her, but I'll tell you this. I'll fight. <laughs> I'll fight. I'm not gonna call. I don't need anyone to fight my battles. Look. I'll fight. I'll throw up straight up throw up hands. If you're gonna call the cops and throw a drink in an establishment of drunk people, don't be a bitch. Fair. Fucking carry ass. <laughs> I'll tell you this though. I I remember like a couple of New Year's ago, someone threw a drink on me when I was out. What is the cop gonna do? What I, do you, you want? know what I did? What do you want? You wanna know to what do? I did? They threw it from the balcony, so I couldn't see who did it. I instantly called an Uber. <laughs> I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> I was so mad. Just sweat it out. I was like, my friend was like, Are you sure? I was like, I'm going home. Just sweat it out, you fucking baby. No, I I'd was be pissed. So I'd look at you and be like, you're fine. No, because like... You can go to the bathroom it was dark. It was dark, sticky-ass liquor. So that's why I was really mad. Because I was wearing like I was wearing a nice like little plaid shirt and jeans and boots. Like I was like... And it was cold. It was winter time. I was in Ohio. We don't go home for that. We go home when we're about to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> well... This has been a fun, um, a nice little welcome back episode. So, um, well, yeah, I'm gonna get ready to do all my life. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, also thank you for all of the views while we've been gone and everything like that. You guys have really helped out. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for letting us, uh, have our little break. It was very, very much oh, needed. Yeah. And happy holidays. You guys, yes. Christmas is coming up, so we're not going to be together because I'm going home. I'm going to Vegas. Yes. Viva Vegas. Las Vegas. <laughs> so, um, we'll probably do another like little, FaceTime call and record. Right. So like that. And we do like a Christmas murder. I love good Christmas time murder. Do you? Yeah. Cheaper holiday. So alright, well uh I'm gonna go bleach my hair now. Yay! And everything. So yeah. Alright guys. Well thank you guys for tuning in to Murder, murder in Your, your hometown. hometown. Bye. Hey guys, so um, I know this is added to the end of the episode, but um, it's actually um, January 1st, 2023 now, and we normally upload everything like two weeks in advance or something like that, or after, however you want to say it, but um, well now they have caught the potential suspect of the Idaho murders, so this is a little bit kind of like a late but kind of just a recap of everything but as we know um his name is brian callahan i can't really pronounce his last name but he was um a student at i think the college's name was the washington something i let me actually i can i can tell you it's actually in my notes um (laughs) but there's been a lot of stuff going on with it apparently he uh had actually went to class after all this and they were talking about the murders and he was uh doing all that and it was re- it was just really weird and it was brian christopher Kaufberger. he's 28 and um he was taken into custody uh on friday at 
1.30 a.m. by police and FBI. And I found it really weird as I found his Instagram and he actually followed all of the girls, which is really weird. And it's just uh, a lot of stuff is weird about this case. And I know stuff is still coming out. He, you know, everybody's just kind of trying to figure out what made him do this and things of that. Like I said, more information keeps coming out and... Uh, we're going to give you guys an update as soon as like we get more information, but I just want to add this in so you guys kind of, you know, get the update on the case. And uh, as we know, more information, we'll let you guys know. So thank you guys for tuning into another episode of Murder in Your Hometown.